0: Today on the Zabecast, very little sports to speak of, but we do have Paul Charchi, an FK fan in Minneapolis. He'll join me talk all time great sports video games, both old school home versions and others that were arcade only. Also, what is Charch's Whiskey Weekend? And we'll talk Kirk Cousins t shirts. If you've got 45 minutes to kill, then buckle up and let's go. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Here we go. Wednesday, May 9, 2018. Thank you for downloading, and thank you for pressing play. I ask you to tell two friends, and by golly, some of you must be doing just that, because the numbers for this ZabeCast, for this podcast, continue to climb, and it does really energize me. I also get emails, and I love emails. You can send them at zabe at yahoo.com. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. And I get this one from Moscavulo in upstate New York. Steve, hello. See, I love how he incorporates that little soundbite of Alec Baldwin from, oh, what was that? I believe you could you could enter into a website your name and some other keywords, and it would auto-generate. Alec Baldwin saying things. I'll have to ask Solly about this tomorrow, and Scott, because we've got that soundbite. Steve, hello, it's Alec Baldwin. Anyway, he writes to say, Steve, hello. I've been a long-time listener starting at night, circa 2002, on my way home from night classes. I have tried to follow you and the boys through all the iterations on the magic radio. Your show has always been there for me while commuting 90 minutes with my wife through the brutal. Westchester, New York traffic. The Daily Zay, by the way, and the Summer Shows are actually her favorite. Yes, we're coming up on summertime sports radio where nothing is out of bounds. And then via podcast driving my sons, 12 and 9 years old, to travel hockey and to football games, even though I know that is not your target demographic. And of course I now listen via podcast driving my uh, now and I now listen on my bucolic commute to and from work, which happens to be at a thoroughbred breeding farm, needless to say, terms like road wind and ooh, here we go, ooh, here we go, along with great mess suck, are ingrained in the family vernacular. So, on the way home today, listening to Friday's podcast (parentheses), they really do stay fresh. I was enjoying the horse name segment. By the way, this was done on my local show in DC on the team 980, which you can also subscribe to that podcast as well. It has Scott and Solly. He says I was listening excuse me. I was listening to the horse name segment as I have in the past when you have rolled it out with names like noted endorsement. Oh, I forgot that one. That's for Solly. The Noted Endorsement would be a great horse name. I breed some horses and currently have a one year old filly by a stallion named Bellamy Road she was the favorite in he was the he was the favorite in his derby and owned by George Steinbrenner's kinsman stable i may sell her but if i don't she has a very good chance of being named road win <laughs> awesome <laughs> so you may get your wish after all by the way i do think Ooh, here we go, and Great Mass Suck would also be good horse names. If you ever do want to get in the horse game, I sort of mused about that last week, saying, if Jim Rome can do it, why can't I? The answer is several million dollars of syndication money, that's why. If you ever do want to get into the horse game, it can be done relatively reasonably as part of a group. Well, anything can be done reasonably reasonably. As part of a group, I could be part of a syndicate that buys a, a, a an island somewhere or a castle. Yeah, I'm in for the door knocker. That's uh, a hundred bucks. I'd be happy to be your guide. It's like golf, super frustrating but fun and addicting, and only marginally more expensive than golf. I do sincerely hope that the content of this email supersedes its length. Oh no, the content was just fine, sir. As a former New York fan now converted to the Capitals, it's still our year. He's saying our, as a former New York fan, as a converted Caps fan, Skins fan, Wiz fan, Nats fan, Q, crusty groan, sincerely Mo Scavulo. Well, you've thrown in with a lot of teams that don't win championships. We've been okay in a lot of regards. Skins are kind of bringing up the rear. Uh, but we don't win championships, even though the Caps are now through to the next round. I still think... The odds are we're not going to hoist the trophy, but you got to believe, right? You got to believe. Thank you, Mo. I appreciate that. And those emails, in addition to seeing the subscriber numbers to the cast, do energize me. <laughs> <Dearly> beloved,
1: <laughs> we are gathered here today to get through this thing
0: I figured that our next guest Alexa needed. His own song. And since I use Doug McKenzie, Doug and Bob McKenzie's take Off to the Great White North for Drew Olsen in Milwaukee, ah. I'm like, well, if I went further north to Charge in Minneapolis, what am I going to use them like? Holy crap, wait a minute. The hometown of the great artist Prince. May he rest in peace. Right, Charge? Paul Charge oh, yeah. joins us now. K-Fan Radio. And, of course, Fanball Radio. .com and a massive fanboy of the great prince, right?
1: Uh, I would say a moderate oh. admirer of the of Prince, but I have two excellent really? Prince stories that maybe next time. Let's uh let's okay. let's it seems like everybody in the Twin Cities because he he was everywhere, he was public, he went around, he was at sporting, everybody seems like they've got a couple of stories. I've got a couple of good ones for you.
0: Where does this song Let's Go Crazy rank amongst your favorite Prince songs?
1: Top two in oh. nineteen ninety nine I think it's
0: standing. <laughs> who who yeah. has a top two list but you?
1: Well <laughs> stop the, every, there should be a list. So wait and uh, yeah. It,
0: so it's either your favorite or your second favorite.
1: Well sure, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Okay. I mean I can you know, I can do that, can't I?
0: It just seems I mean, like if it's one or two you'd know, know which is one, one it and is. which
1: is two. Yeah. So
0: this in nineteen ninety nine, right?
1: I love nineteen I'll take nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Uh, I. W- Sorry. When 1999 came out, yeah. it felt incredibly futuristic. Like you know, I'll, I'll never you know, 1999 uh, is a million years from now. I don't even think about that.
0: That was what 84?
1: Uh, yeah, 84. Maybe earlier. I think it was earlier than that. Purple Rain was 84, and right. 1999 was the album before that. So I think it's even earlier than that.
0: Let's just listen to 10 seconds together. alright, Deal. For those that don't know, Church is also a big music buff and has a daughter who he is teaching very well to love music. He takes her to concerts out of town, and you play. Do you play an instrument, Church? Well, you know. You hack away at no, the guitar. I really do. I, well, I, I started her on
1: guitar because you want to have the coolest chick in town, girl, right? I mean, you know, I'd let her be a shredder. Through years of guitar playing. So she's been playing guitar for five years. She's 12 now, and she's getting pretty darn good.
0: That's awesome. But you don't yeah. play.
1: Well, I started playing because I got her into this uh, this video game called Rocksmith, which is Guitar Hero, but with a real guitar. So you actually learn how to play guitar, unlike <laughs> you know Guitar Hero, where it's you learn still nothing of any play... tangible value.
0: Yeah. From, in terms of video games, that was one of the great dead ends in video game history. Oh. For sure. right because it it was huge guitar hero it wasn't there a second version of a plastic rock guitar band. rock band exactly yes. it, it 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 was huge if i recall at one oh, point
1: ab- it was absolutely dominated the video game marketplace for about 2 years and then just cratered after that
0: because and,
1: because the novelty wore off and, and you had to buy, you know, these plastic guitars and you look like a dork and you know <laughs> at the at the end of the day there wasn't any meat on the bone because you you know you it was a it was a rhythm game, it was a one trick pony. It was a rhythm game that, you know, once you played it once you played it once, it didn't have much of a shelf life past that because the gameplay never really evolved. And what they should have done, I think is they should have turned it into, like, monster slaying and dungeon crawling and sports. And, you know, you could have done a, a, with all this the different guitar stuff. With the guitar, where you're playing music. It's like you're, so you're, you're killing in a jam against you're... a dragon.
0: <laughs> Charge, that would have sucked as a game. I no, respect, it would have been awesome. I respect your video game nerdery. <laughs> but that would have sucked. Oh, I just killed six orcs with this killer riff. Yes, <laughs> I wanted
1: to do that. And I still do. <laughs> I want to slay orcs with my
0: plastic guitar. So, in other words, we have landfills just piling up oh, with plastic guitars yes. with yep. four colored buttons on them. Where people see, I think the thing is, once you learn how to nail the riffs and all the hardest songs, yeah, you didn't get that visceral satisfaction of "Hey, I'm playing music." It's just "Hey, I'm hitting these buttons in the right order."
1: A- absolutely true. Now, that's what rocksmith. The real version of Guitar Hero with real guitar solved. You are playing your real electric guitar plugged into your Xbox or your PlayStation or your PC or your Mac and you are playing with the song. And just like in, in Guitar Hero, where they start you out simple with you know simple versions if you're playing one out of every ten notes. Same thing with with Rocksmith. You're playing you play a simplified version of the song, and as you get better it ratchets up the complexity so that you are playing more notes, and they're the actual notes, and you start playing the chords. And pretty soon, you know, I went from, I didn't even know how to hold a guitar to, to the point where I was playing songs, wow. and I was playing you know, all, uh, parts of real songs.
0: How does it and, integrate to the computer or to the video game?
1: So I plug my electric guitar into the USB port of, let's say, the, the PlayStation 4. and now whoa, whoa, it, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. A Gibson Les Paul does not have a USB port. At least not no, the ones it's got, my...
1: It's, it's But it's got... So this is... It comes... Rocksmith comes with a special oh. cord. Oh, okay.
0: okay. It okay. comes with a special okay. cord
1: that lets you plug into where you plug your amp in. Other end goes into the PlayStation. And now all right, timeout, it's...
0: Time out. Yeah. Time out. Yes. The game comes with a real guitar. No.
1: You plug oh. your guitar into it.
0: Okay. Do they now make all guitars with a USB port in the guitar?
1: No, it's the regular. It's the regular port on the guitar that would normally be an amp. Yeah, it's normally where you would plug your amp. You know, the cord that would be for your amp. So there's a dongle. It's a cord. Oh, it's a cord. Oh, it's a self-made
0: cord that has quarter-inch stereo plug on one end that goes in your guitar and USB in the other, and it translates those sounds from your guitar into USB digital language and puts it into the game.
1: Exactly, and you hear yourself playing with it, so um, you know, so you you know your actual notes are playing with the sound wow. of the actual song, wow. and it knows on a note by note basis whether you're playing the right notes, it's brilliant, and not only that, but it's got a whole mode, you know, so you can play all these songs, and by the way, as a side note, if you have the p c version of it, people have have hacked the game open so that you can play. Thousands of songs on this, basically an unlimited catalog of songs, but if you don't have the PC version of it, you can't do that. Anyway, uh, it not only does it have all of these re- you know songs you've heard and played before built into it, but it's got an arcade mode built into it, which is like a 16-bit arcade that teaches you skills. Wow! And so you play arcade games like you know kung fu games that are all just you know playing chords and playing notes and 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 drills and skills and stuff. Rocksmith is the single most utilitarian video game ever made
0: Well I'm watching the video right now on YouTube of how it works and I'm just yes. blown away and fascinated I- is this a very popular game or is it niche?
1: It's niche um, because you have you, know, you you have to have an, you have to have a guitar and an interest in you know playing guitar and, and
0: playing guitar if, is hard.
1: It is hard, but you know what? This gamifies it, and it makes it so easy. You right. know, you know, when, when you first start out at, at effectively level zero in the game, you know, you're playing one note every 10 seconds. You can't mess it up, really. Right,
0: but and playing then- guitar is hard in that there's two things going on. You have to uh, press the frets, or whatever they call that, with yes. your left hand, Correct. assuming you're a right-handed guitar, and then right. you have to strum the strings in a variety of ways. You can pick them. You can strum down. You can strum up. You can double strum, right? So there's two actions. Yeah,
1: now it's that part's really easy. The hard part about the strumming part is 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 playing just the one string you want.
0: Right. It's not, you know,
1: that's the hard part. Is you know you want you want to you have to get the muscle memory so that when you're trying to play the second string, you don't hit the third string or the first and second string or the second and third string. And that's muscle so, memory, or yeah, that's muscle memory. Yep. Are
0: you gently feeling the strings with like the palm of your hand? no it's no. muscle
1: it's mostly muscle memory yeah. otherwise and and looking was... you know when you're when you're a novice player you your head's down mostly you know so you're go, you're looking up at the TV to see the note that's coming then you're kind of looking down to get your hands in the right place to yeah. play the note and then pretty soon your hands you know you know where you are your left hand you know which fret you're on and your right hand you you can you can get the strings you want just by feel okay. and it's it's a revelation i'll tell you what zabe
0: uh, no, no, no 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 i'm not going to get this I'm not, I don't have time <laughs> to do this. I love your enthusiasm, Charge. Uh, here, hold on, time out. Before we go any further, Charge was telling me how I've got to get into virtual reality yes. and that I might even have the room for it already with my golf simulator and might even have a computer robust enough for it, which means all I would need is the sensors, the headset, and the what else? And the, the controllers. controllers. Yeah. So my yep. investment could be minimal. And I'm already right. and I'm already pushing back on this with charge because, again, I don't have the time. I have too many screens to look at, too many rooms in my house to sit in, too much fucking grass that needs to be cut and a golf game that now that it's nice. Charge needs you're never, you're attention. Not
1: playing it. Yeah, right. but well, I, you'll play I outside now, right? You'll play real golf now. I,
0: I would like to. Yet, I've played one round of golf since getting back home from Vegas in late March. That's a disgrace. It hasn't been great weather in April, but it also, you know, it's too long. i, I got to get out and play golf. Okay, let's, uh, let's, let's focus here, reset All here. Right. So we're talking video games, and uh, Church just got done doing his weekly video game show or yep. podcast.
1: Uh, Well, both. It's a show, and then we podcast all our shows. It's uh, called Video Games Weekly, available on iTunes.
0: Ding, ding, ding. And it's uh, on KFAN, right?
1: It is. KFAN.com.
0: All right, so I'm going to put you back on the horse for more video game talk. I was thinking about the all-time great sports video games and what would be the Pantheon or the Mount Rushmore or perhaps the Hall of Fame for sports video games only. And to me... My favorite sports video game of all time, and it's not even close. And maybe it's because this was the video game of record in college. NHL 90 fucking four. Bing, bang, boom, good night now. Now you groan as if that's not a good choice. Tell me why.
1: Oh no, it's the perfect choice.
0: Oh, it is. okay. It's
1: the perfect choice. I, I NHL 94, I, the great thing about it was all these people. Who didn't give a shit about hockey? Hated hockey. Couldn't stop playing NHL '94. You know they all know who uh, uh, Iserman is and all these. You know all these players from '94. They don't know anybody. A, a hockey players now, but they remember all the '94 players. That game was brilliantly tuned. Now there are people that didn't like '94 because '93 had the fighting in it, and in '94 right. they stripped out the fighting. Right. But the controls and the passing and the one timers and Zabe. Arguably the best couch co-op game ever made. What's
0: a couch co-op game?
1: Meaning you're playing with your buddies, cheek to cheek on the couch. Oh, Right? right? Well,
0: because we didn't have the internet then, charged, That's right. That's so right. So we couldn't play our buddies in another city.
1: <laughs> That's right. And so back then, if you wanted to play multiplayer, it meant automatically... It, you were sitting on the couch with your friends. Now, you have all these games that support 50 multiplayers and you know, people across the globe, but you can't even play with somebody in the same room. Yeah. You know, they don't even support that, and it drives me crazy.
0: By NHL, the way, yes. Wikipedia says NHL 94 launched to critical acclaim and has since been referred to as both the greatest sports game of all time as well as one of the best games ever made. yes.
1: I'm on board with that. It's fantastic for many of the reasons that we already talked about. Okay,
0: let's talk about what made it great in your mind. Here's what I thought made it great, is that the graphics were sufficiently advanced for 1994 that it was kind of cool to see you controlling these fairly well-sketched-out figures Mm -hmm. in the game itself. That's number one. Number two... There was actual organic gameplay styles that if you had a running series with, say, your roommate, which I did with Aaron Heifetz, and we would play knockdown, drag out games. Oh, yeah. That you kind of got to learn your opponent's style and you would have counter moves to what he did. So that it wasn't just, okay, I know what the video game will do if I mash X right, whatever. Mm -hmm. You actually developed a style. You could actually play like hockey styles, dump and chase, maybe. You could try to set up one timers. You could try to get it to your stud guy who was really fast and could do the zip around. So that was all cool about it. And to me, one of the coolest parts of NHL 94 was how you could hit the post and it would make a little electronic (laughs) bink, (laughs) just like, right, Charge? Just like what a real shot in hockey sounds like. When it rings off the post, which is always that incredible sound either in real hockey or in this game of, wow, I just dodged a bullet there. <laughs> so what did you uh, like most about NHL 94?
1: I loved that over time, myself and the friend that I played it with mostly, although I had a couple of friends that I played it with a lot, um, that we, we always played cooperatively. So we would, we'd always play on the same team. And we got into this it, it, we got into this whoa, zone whoa. with each other
0: you so you played together against the computer
1: Yes, we oh. played together against the computer. <laughs> so we we would get into this zone where we knew where everybody was going to be and what you were going to do, and we, we had this unspoken connection through hours and hours of NHL 94, Zabe, where you, you just you knew where, how where everybody was
0: going to be. Right, you'd pierce the zone with Eisenman, and then he would loop behind you, and you'd just... Do the drop pass like a little yes. deft leave the puck and wham one timer right and he's following me because he knows it's coming oh.
1: and when I'm when I'm when I'm heading to the corner to go to get the loose puck, my buddy Paul Fern is skating towards the goal because he knows the centering pass is coming <laughs> and he's gonna one timer it. I love that Patrick Waugh, eat this. Now, oh, it was the
0: best. Now, when did the hockey franchise lose its sort of appeal? Because like, as, the, as the graphics and the computing power got better and better, mm-hmm. they certainly were able to program more realistic-looking stuff into these games. But I remember playing briefly around 2000, one of the NHL games with Scott, and I yeah. just found the controls to be a bit overly complex, which is something that NHL 94, that had the benefit of, because it was more primitive. You had a lot of control, but you didn't have like insane amounts of control. Yeah, yeah. So what what happened to the hockey video game trail after the legendary NHL '94?
1: You know, I think uh, well, two things. One, the NHL series by Electronic Arts just sort of withered because the gameplay never really advanced, and and I think '99 was the last uh, NHL '99 was the last one before a long hiatus. Okay. And then eventually, I think they brought it back at like maybe 2005, 2006, just to try it and see if there was anything there. It still didn't work out. But let me mention this. You're familiar with um, the NFL blitz over the top ridiculous football game.
0: Sort of the NFL version of NBA Jam.
1: Yes, exactly. And NBA Jam. There was an NHL version that was awesome. Really? And it was called NHL Hits. And it was fantastic, and it channeled the inner, it channeled the inner NHL 93-94 era, plus crazy over-the-top fighting and blistering one-timers and crazy graphics, and it was great. And one of the all-time underrated games in the history of sports video games, All NHL right. Hits.
0: All right, I'm going to go grab bag on some other stuff, and we'll just give your thoughts on it. And you're going to hit me with a game that you yes. are wondering if I know. Right. So let me let me just, first of all, on the hockey front, I also, first of all, I was out of college by 94. I forget who I was playing NHL 94 with. I think it was my roommates in Northbrook, Illinois, because that's where I was at the time. I played Blades of Steel yeah. in college, which was also featured in the movie Swingers, in which a young Vince Vaughn was bragging about giving old number 99 Wayne Gretzky a bloody nose by getting into a <laughs> fight with him. And there was also Nintendo hockey prior to that, which I did play to exhaustion with my college roommate Aaron Heifetz with the fat guy, medium guy, skinny guy. <laughs> Remember that <laughs> game? Do you Right, Charge? Yes. Yes, and the skinny yeah, can, guy was fast, but he could get checked and knocked over easily. The fat guy was slow, but he could tank people. Right.
1: Right. And you which could actually sense.
0: and you could choose what your line would be. I think you had one line of three guys. And you could choose, do you want two fat and one skinny? Do you want two skinny and one fat? you want some mediums? What do you want? So that was that game. Uh, so those were my can, hockey well, Can games. I
1: give you the worst NHL uh, video game or hockey video game? Uh, go ahead. You remember Pong?
0: Yeah. The Pong
1: variant that had the two, you know, like the the, two, uh, the twin uh, paddles was ostensibly hockey.
0: Yeah, Do you remember out. this?
1: Yeah, that's what they called it. You know, pong. The, pong with, the Pong with the extra paddles, they, they called that <laughs> hockey, which, well, of course, was the, ridiculous. The
0: early Pong games of the late 70s would pretend to be a lot of things, and it was all just basically the same game, which was Pong.
1: Which was Pong. And Pong was not tennis. Let's be clear. No. They I, can call that tennis all they want. That was not tennis.
0: Right. I had, uh, my my father bought for us a, I I forget if it was an, I think it was an Odyssey. Magnavox Odyssey. Which had the static overlays.
1: Yes, yes, that's right. Uh, Much like the Intellivision would later have.
0: I think it was Odyssey with the static overlays. Basically, they were thin film sheets that fit over your television. I think they assumed everyone had a 19-inch TV because that was about as big as they got for tube TVs, and they would yes. cling to your TV, and yeah. because they were colored overlays, the little square blip would shine through, and they would create these fake games like it's haunted house, and you got to go through the house with your little controller thing. It was really bad, <laughs>
1: but at the time that was a, that was a big deal to have that in your house. That was that was crazy. That the Magnavox Odyssey was introduced. In 1972.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. Holy shit. If, if you could...
1: If, you know, having that in your house at the time was... You know, that was uh, that was epic.
0: God, I'm looking at it now. Okay, there's a submarine game where you had to follow this trail for the submarine. It's so stupid. There's a hockey game. which Okay, there's a hockey screen overlay charge that just has fake hockey lines and hockey players on it. They don't move. Yeah, And then you played pong right. which they called hockey
1: that's what i was talking about the oh. hockey pong that's okay. not hockey that All does right. not
0: count as hockey right. that was magnavox odyssey and that was in the early yes. 70s uh, mid 70s we got it okay what's the game you were going to ask me about all-time great sports video games
1: now you got to think back to the arcades it was only ever in arcades oh. can i guess a... i yes. feel like
0: buzz ah. i feel like buzzing in right now like yeah, i'm please in, do. i'm in a video game the X and O football game. Yes. With the roller balls. Yes, with the roller balls. Yes. yes. I got it right. It so was the greatest. We, call we that, get four we, buddies together. We call that one the blister maker. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Because. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ow! ow <laughs> my <scream>. finger! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the screaming. You knew when people were playing it because you heard people howling in pain every few minutes. Rolling that ball and getting the getting pinched. The hand would get pinched.
0: Oh, oh it
1: hurts so good, Zabe. Yes. Oh, we loved it. The four player multiplayer, rolling the ball, throwing, for, passing. Oh, we loved it.
0: For the younger listeners out there, uh, the the players on this uh, arcade game, which cost uh, twenty five cents a play maybe 50 cents for uh two players i can't remember charge but it was arcade only and it had a trackball track ball to uh move the players and to uh, execute plays uh the, the actual players were just x's and o's <laughs> sort of like an animated playbook itself and we loved that game that game yes. was fun
1: it was fun it was it was a blast and i i put a lot of money into that game zabe
0: I'm sure and, you did.
1: And getting the four player, you know, getting to play that with four players was so much fun.
0: How about wow. track and field in the yes. arcade? Now, did you do the pencil or the comb?
1: Boo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Do-da-do-da-do>. <laughs> All right, I got it. Come on. <laughs> Boo yeah! was oh, the best. Yeah. So the comb, for the, again, for the younger listeners, you're going to have to Google this, track and field was track and field events, uh, mm-hmm. the 110-meter hurdles, sprint, yeah. high jump, long jump, javelin, javelin. hammer throw, yep. I think that was it, and you would accelerate your track and field guy by alternately pressing two buttons, right. so each button was like a leg, and so you had to tap him in sequence, and people would get pretty good at tapping their fingers, but... Kids being kids, someone figured out, hey, if I take a pencil and I hold it just right, I can use that to go even faster, right? I, I never used the pencil. Oh, or you did. said the comb. How, did, the how comb. did that work?
1: Bear in mind, back then, everybody had a comb with you because, <laughs> you remember this? Hey, the comb the in bonds. the back pocket.
0: Yeah, hey, yeah. cool, man. I got to yeah, comb exactly. my hair.
1: Exactly. And so you'd take the pencil or the comb, you'd put it between your fingers, and now it acts like a pendulum. And when you slap down on one, it would flip. You know, if you'd slap down on one, the other end would go up. You'd let up on it, and then the other end would go down. So you basically got double. You got double the presses. Uh, using right. the comb as a pendulum, <laughs> and that, a teeter-totter, if you will. Right. That, was, that was the cheat, but everybody did it. So now, because you know, once one person's got the cheat, everybody has to do it, and if you want to stay competitive on the high scoreboard, yeah. you had to have the yeah. pencil.
0: That is good stuff. What other video games, sports video games, stand out in your mind as worthy of all-time recognition?
1: Um, people will, well, there's a couple that are really worthy. Punch Out, Mike Tyson's Punch Out yes. was great. Yes. That was fantastic, Glass Joe, and all the right. characters. That was great. Tecmo Bowl was the first game that had like the, the full license, and that that felt really really good. Let me give you let me give you an out. In the end, there were several good NHL, and of course
0: games. Madden, obviously. Madden. Which is... I mean,
1: here is I was working when the first Madden Madden Zero came out. Madden One. Came what out. year
0: was that? Ninety two.
1: This is about ninety. Yeah, it's about ninety two. Sega Genesis. Um, when it came out. I can't tell you how what a what how different this was because it had eleven players on the field, Zay. Eleven on eleven. You're like, oh my god, first time ever. Players, right. First time ever. Yep, eleven on eleven and real passing, real players, real running. I mean, a real playbook. You know, it every it, everything else before then, the first Madden had just been vague replications of football in a handful of ways. This was the first game that brought it all together. The original madden it was terrific one other one i'll mention
0: is by the way yeah is madden still wildly prop- profitable
1: oh, incredibly and
0: profitable and is john madden still collecting royalties on it
1: he is he has nothing to do with it anymore but of course as long not. As his name's on it uh, you know and for a long time they tried to shoehorn him in
0: um but and did then, they you know, did they decide to buy him out at some point because i remember how george foreman was rep- reportedly making so much money on royalties from the George Foreman Grill,
1: yeah, internationally too,
0: that the company Salton Inc. basically bought him out. They like forced him out. They said, "Look, we cry uncle. Here's a huge check. You have to take this. We don't want to keep <laughs> writing <laughs> you stop checks." Stop paying you, <laughs> right? It's it's sort of like. Did you ever see the story or hear the story of the four owners of the ABA franchises that got vaporized? When the NBA, yeah, the NBA, when it merged with the ABA, four of the franchises ended up going away. St. Louis was one of them. Buffalo was one of them. And I believe those guys they said, "Okay, as our settlement, we want a tiny chunk of your future TV revenues forever." Wow, forever charge, and it was like one percent or something like that. Yeah, and the NBA is like, ah, yeah, television. Who cares? No one cares about that. And they were making so much money that they finally had to, they like forced them out. They go, here, here's a huge check. You have to get out of this. (laughs) And and I think what it was weird is like, you'd say, well, no, I don't want to get out. This is the deal. We're going to stick to it. The NBA basically told these guys, look, either take this huge check or we're going to sue. Right. And we're going to drag you into court. Yeah. And yeah, you know what? You got a nice piece of paper. That was a nice deal you negotiated. But guess what? We'll see what a judge says about it. And if that judge doesn't say what we like, we'll go see what another judge says about it. And then we'll go see what another judge says about it. And we're the NBA. All we have is lawyers and time and money. <laughs> so, let's revisit that. Yeah, how about right. <laughs> how about this huge check we're going to give you to finally <laughs> give up those rights? <laughs> <laughs> it right.
1: suddenly looks a lot better, doesn't it? All right, yeah. here
0: we go. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to I'm going to here's a game that was a great video game, especially right. for me. Because of what I like to do. You might have played it in the arcade. Let's see if you can guess which one this is. All right. Okay. Come on. Surely there's got to be... Oh. By the way, this is very hard because every video game circa 1982... <laughs> sounded about has like sounded <laughs> Right, they all have the same 8-bit <laughs> musical... <laughs> That's right. There's a few...
1: Um, it's not Duck Hunt. That's not a game. I, well, no. Um, it's a sports
0: game. It is. It's a sports game. I don't have it. It's called Birdie King and it was an arcade game using a trackball that yeah. was golf.
1: Yeah, I vaguely remember it. And as
0: a golf nerd in 1982, 14 years old, yeah. I loved it. Now, this game had it, it had holes in which a bird would fly around and knock your ball out of the air. <laughs> I love it. So that's a good one right you know, there. Well, you know, actually Golden tea probably ought to be in the conversation. Okay. That's another game that was I, hugely successful.
1: Hugely successful. I mean, these Golden Tee arcade games have been around for twenty years, yeah. And they still, they still make new ones every single year. They keep updating it. They keep showing up in bars, and people keep playing it. Golden Tee is gigantically successful.
0: Yeah. By the I'll way, you
1: one, can I yeah. give you one more?
0: You give me one more, and then I've got one non-sports arcade video game thing, Ooh, and, and right. then we're going to segue to bourbon.
1: I like it. Uh people roll their eyes a little bit, and I, I don't care. We the Wii Sports pack-in game that came with the Wii pack-in? was so yeah, the pack-in. It came with it. You didn't pay anything extra for it. You bought the Wii. It oh. came with Wii Sports, a game that was it was so good that many people never bought anything else. They just played the like five holes of golf that was in it, and the really? bowling game that was in it. And it became it it was the best selling you know it's best selling it every time because it came for free came with it best selling Wii game that there was but it got used over and over again and people loved it and it ended up it ended up being a great game even though it was a launch title and a pack in that came with this with the
0: console okay very good so I love it when I can uh, send something to my nephew who is a freshman in college at Christopher Newport and a and his younger brother who is going to be in college in just a couple years when I can send him anything that is video game related that makes me seem cool as an uncle (laughs) and especially when they've never seen this before tell me if you've seen this guy before do you know who this guy is he sings the halo theme song (laughs) in locker room showers (laughs) Listen, listen to this, charge. There is a shower running. Oh yeah, sorry about that. Like, so have you never seen that guy? No, I have not seen Shower Halo guy. All right, have you seen? Okay, here's one. I'm YouTubing it now. Yeah, Halo
1: Shower. Guy sings Halo
0: theme in locker room for ten hours. It says.
1: (laughs) Guy sings the Halo theme song in school showers.
0: (laughs) By the way, this. This YouTube clip really is a ten-hour clip. How is that, that? It's is just that him in different.
1: Pl- is it just looping for ten hours? That must be it. He can't have been singing ten yeah. hours in the shower, can he? He'd be very no. rare.
0: No, it's looping. I can see it right here.
1: It's got to be. So it's yeah, got to be.
0: So the guy, and of course, Halo as a console game was massively, massively popular. And yeah.
1: huge. it was on the original. Xbox, the one that nobody bought, and uh, helped helped save that original Xbox from really being a complete disaster. Yeah,
0: the original, the white Xbox.
1: No, before the three hundred and sixty. The oh, um, black. The one, yeah, that black thing that was sort of in the shape of a big X. Yeah, that yeah. guy.
0: Okay. Yep. All right, let's talk bourbon. Uh, I am a very casual non aficionado bourbon slash whiskey fan, and I saw that you. Did this big like array of bourbon tasting? Tell me more about this.
1: It's whiskey weekend, Zabe. A it's, whiskey uh, weekend, okay. Yeah. So here's the premise: It's eight men, no women, in a remote cabin in the middle of central Minnesota in the dead of winter, <laughs> and everybody has to. Everybody brings one bottle of whiskey or bourbon that has never that has never been there before. And then we administer a blind taste off over the course of the weekend.
0: This is eight men and eight women. No women. Oh, no women allowed.
1: Yep, no women. So this is a this is a guy thing.
0: In the middle of the winter, in the middle of Minnesota.
1: That's right. And so it is. It's it's it. The fun of it is bringing whiskey. That nobody's tried before, exotic stuff, and we've had, we've done, people have done all kinds of different, all kinds of different whiskeys. So eight including different Costco whiskey and all, all kinds of different
0: stuff. Eight different whiskeys a year. How many years yes. running? Eight.
1: So next 36, year six.
0: Are you running out of whiskeys?
1: Uh, no, it's you know, it's now it's a cottage industry. It really is. Yeah.
0: Okay, let me slow down here a second. What's the difference between whiskey and bourbon?
1: Uh Bourbon is it's a where it's made like all of the, uh, I'm I'm, in
0: Bourbon County, Kentucky. Is that what it is? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So to be a bourbon, you have to be. It uses corn. It bourbon is made with corn, and whiskey is made, I think, with wheat. So bourbon is the corn.
0: Scotch is whiskey. All right, so Scotch Scotch, Scotch has to be made in in Scotland. Scotch is whiskey made in Scotland. Bourbon is whiskey made in the USA, generally in Kentucky. And Scotch is made from malted barley. Bourbon is distilled from corn. Okay, so it's difference between barley and corn. So whiskey is barley. Bourbon is corn. Scotch is the same stuff, but brewed over there. That's and as right. Ron Burgundy once said, Scotchy, scotchy, scotch in my belly, belly, belly. <laughs> that's right.
1: Okay. It's now in uh, kind of interestingly, two things that quick uh, as quick side notes as we're talking about this very broadly. Whiskey and bourbon, all you know bourbon's in the whiskey family. It's it starts its life clear and it gets that color from the barrels. And it's the it's the, the residue. wood that's seeping, you know, seeping through the, you know, through it. Right. And um and so Generally, the darker stuff's been aged longer, and the lighter stuff has not been aged as long. Not always the case, but generally the case. Also of note, you're seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of the, the local distilleries have popped up and in every town. I'm sure you guys have them. We've we have one right here.
0: here in Percival, Virginia. Yes, and there you go.
1: If they're selling a whiskey, they are full of crap. Because unless they started 12 years ago, ah. you know, they know these whiskeys have to age at least like 12 years. So what they're doing in a lot of places, and it's very shady, is, you know, they're selling what sounds like their own whiskey. But really, they're just buying it from generic white label, you know, whiskey companies and that, that do this. And relabeling and so it, right? They relabel it to make it sound like their own.
0: There is a place in town... Uh, where I live, out here in the country, in the greater exurbs of Washington, D.C., called Catoctin Creek Distilling Company. Okay. And they actually have their own distillery. They've got the tanks there. So I think they're doing this themselves. I don't think they're just buying the stuff and then relabeling it. Okay. But they haven't been around 12 years. So they are a family-owned organic distillery producing whiskey, gin, brandy, and offering tasting tours and bottles. Their stuff is okay. I, I can't judge. I'm not that sophisticated of a taster. Hmm. But here's why I don't like it. The bottles are in the shape <laughs> of wine bottles. Oh. And I'm like, boo. Yeah. I want a stout, short, whiskey looking bottle. Right. And I want a cool name. <laughs> and and I want a cool label. I mean, that's the kind of sucker I am for what kind of whiskey. I like.
1: Then you should try my favorite whiskey, Writer's Tears.
0: Writers
1: <laughs> Tears. Writers Tears. Which is a great whiskey name, right? I love it now that's it a great name, it's a fantastic drinking whiskey. And that's the it's sort of our house whiskey at okay. the Charge Household. And so we have we have that one a lot. And okay. that's uh, that's that's my favorite. So maybe we'll do
0: Maybe we'll do whiskey of the week. When we Ooh. visit, whiskey of the week. Even if I go a couple weeks between talking to you, let's yes. go with the whiskey of the week. The whiskey of the week from from charge is writers tears tears. And where can you find it though? It might only be a most regional...
1: of your better whis- You know your liquor. Most of your better liquor stores will have it, and most of your mom and ch- most of your bigger ones will have it. Most mom and pops won't. But if you go, you guys have total wine where you are, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean total wine, and you know, and even the next you know other bigger
0: Although, uh, establishments will have it. Hold on a second. Here in Virginia, Mm. our total wine does not, to my knowledge, have hard liquor. What? You have to go to a Virginia ABC licensed store for hard liquor. I know. It's because there's something as if there's something
1: different about the alcohol in whiskey as opposed to beer or wine. Bro,
0: let me tell you something about Virginia. (laughs) All the Bible bangers down in the Commonwealth, down in the south, in the tip of Virginia, down in Richmond, that is Bible country. And so they believe what they believe. And all of us way up here in the north, north of the wall, nerds, <laughs> uh, we have to live by some of their insane rules that are made down in Richmond and other parts of Virginia. So, yeah, it's a little bit different here. But I'll look for writer's tears.
1: Writer's tears. And then We next... just, here in Minnesota, yep. we just gained liquor sales on Sunday this last year. Wow. I know. <laughs> progressive yeah and we're heathens up here
0: modern with minnesota
1: i know finally (laughs) it's ridiculous and by the way we still can't buy beer wine liquor in grocery stores like most of america can and apparently you can't No.
0: well no we can get beer in grocery stores yeah we can and we can get wine in grocery stores but not liquor Yes. It's so stupid. Yeah, stupid. It is New York. It's mm,
1: absurd. I love scotch. I love scotch. is scotch, scotch. Here <laughs> it goes down.
0: Down into my belly. <laughs> <laughs> the great anchorman. All right, real quick, we'll end on this. I surprised Charge uh, off the air. I said, I want to talk about Kirk's t-shirt business up there. And you said, I know nothing. You know that your new quarterback has been there five minutes, hasn't completed a single pass yet. <laughs> and he's pimping the shit out of his stupid T-shirts that say things like, you vike that. and Oh, skull. really? Oh, yeah. Really? You need to follow your new quarterback on social media. Now, I'm a huge Kirk jerk. I think he's going to be great for you, and I have supported him all along the way. This is such a terrible look for him. He signed this massive contract with you. He doesn't need the T-shirt no. money. He's probably saying, but this goes to support a charity, to which and I say, pro- it probably does. But guess what? I don't care. Nobody cares. It's a bad look. Like, he sent out a tweet the other day, charge that said, great to be welcomed up here in Minnesota. I feel like family. And you know what? Get gear for your family for Mother's Day with a link to his no. T-shirt. <laughs> no. So I want you to get your arms around that, okay? Uh,
1: I'm sorry to hear that. Even though I, I was I, nobody banged the drum harder for Kirk Cousins to oh, come I to know. Minnesota than I did. Oh, I, no. I think he's going to be very successful, but I, you're, I don't love this.
0: Yeah, I want him to be. I need him to be successful because my credibility is riding on it <laughs> yeah, as you well. Too, huh? and, and and yeah, I don't want to have to be like, yeah, he turned out to really suck, and he was selling T-shirts before he completed a single pass. So that would suck. Yeah. Hey, uh, for more of Paul Charchian, he can you can find charge a variety of places. Tell us where charge. Uh, well, Twitter
1: is probably easiest, at Paul Charchi, and you got to figure out how to spell And But, you know, usually you know, seven or eight tries at it, and you'll find right. it eventually right there. Uh, Fantasy Football Weekly, the, uh, the radio show and podcast, will start up in early August, so that won't work yet. Video Games Weekly works. Uh, you can see my stuff on fanball.com as well.
0: Charge, you're the best. Thanks for your extra time this week. And, oh, it's uh, been a blast. We'll catch up later with a new Whiskey of the Week.
1: Uh, you know what we're gonna do next time you and I are in the same place at the same time we're gonna find that uh, old Atari football game with the trackball.
0: <laughs> no, we're we make that.
1: are gonna no, somewhere. I, there's one of those working.
0: Then I'm bringing gloves because I'm not getting a goddamn <laughs> blister. All right, Charles, good to talk to you, buddy. All right, we'll end with this. I did some self scouting on the mower last night. And by self-scouting, I mean I listened to this very Zabecast. Not this one you're hearing now, but previous versions. I don't do this very often, but I force myself to because it's important. Just like a football team does self-scouting, or any team in sports does self-scouting, where they turn the tables and they go, all right, let's look at us. Let's look at our shit, and let's look at it like we're looking at the team we're going to play and start picking it apart like the blocking sucks the quarterback is off timing etc cetera, etc cetera. so i listen to myself on this cast cuz i want to just hear some things and think about some things and it's very important people ask me all the time you know if i want to get into broadcasting if i want to do a podcast you know what tips do you have you got to listen to yourself uh, this there's no way around it you have to listen to yourself as painful as it may be and think and say Uh, you know what, I hear this, I don't like that. When I look at, when I do my self-scouting, at least the other night on the mower I did, my first thought was, is the topic that I have chosen interesting enough for enough people? And my note on that was, eh, I kind of overdid it on the Capitals talk the last two days. Really, hockey is a niche sport, the Capitals are a niche team, who the fuck cares? Secondly, I say, am I leaning on any crutch phrases, any ums or okays or anyways or you knows, things like that. Pretty good in that regard. I've I've been diligent about trying to not include non-nutritive words, non-nutritional words, just crutch phrases or words. I also think, well, how's my pace? How's my cadence? How is my emphasis on things? I look at, am I allowing the important points of what I'm talking about? To stand out with empty space. Did you hear that? Pauses are as important, if not more important, to compelling broadcasting and compelling speaking. Because if you never pause, if there's never any ebb and flow, then everything runs together. Next thing you know, you sound like Mike Greenberg. Oh, wait a minute, Zabe. Uh, Last I checked, he's making $6 million a year in New York City. Okay, fair enough. I just always thought Greeny was too and would just never stop, would never let things breathe. But I can get that way too. I also look and listen to say, okay, am I listening to the person that I'm talking with while having a conversation? Or can I tell just listening to myself that I wasn't listening to what he was saying, I was just in my mind preparing what I was gonna say next or what my next question was going to be. And stuff like that. So anyway, I felt pretty good when I did some self-scouting. I thought thought the podcast sounded pretty good. And I'm trying to keep on getting better and getting more people in the mix here and keeping up with interesting topics and whatever. I did note to myself I need to slow the fuck down just a little bit to interrupt my guest just a little bit less. Let them complete the sentence, don't get so antsy calm down just a little bit and I'll keep working on it but thank you for listening that'll be a wrap for today you know the drill tell two friends who love sports and smart like me who drop the F bomb with a plum leave a positive review download subscribe at all the major podcast outlets iTunes Google Play Overcast Spotify you know the rest and as Rod Tidwell said to Jerry Maguire I want the Quan, baby the quad thanks for listening and we will see you next time
1: Meandy's knows relationships aren't perfect. That's why they're celebrating imperfectly perfect matches with their new Valentine's Day collection. Right now, new customers get 25% off matching pairs. Match your bottom half to your better half in fun, limited-edition prints. Check out all of Meandy's sustainably soft undies, socks, bralettes, loungewear, and more, available in sizes extra small to 4XL. Get 25% off your first order of matching pairs, plus free shipping, at MeUndies.com VDay25.